So good afternoon. Uh, my name is Cindy Van Sale at Cindy Van Sale on Twitter, and I'm a medical doctor that has taken over the health hour. Um, so Gareth introduced me um, on the second of December, and I'd sat in for Jonathan Witt um, once or twice, and so now Jonathan has gone on to greener pastures, and the show is now officially mine. And I'll be hosting this show for the next yeah for the next however long. Really looking forward to it because. Um, it's a dream come true for me. I'd always wanted to be a medical doctor. I spent 10 years at varsity. At first I did a BSc degree and then I did medicine and I finally became a medical doctor. But I also had another love and my love was radio. And I joined Radio Tux in 1996 and I, and I, I went to Radio Tux to audition as a newsreader and they took me as a DJ. And I worked there for, for like five years and I had to stop in 2001 to pursue the medicine. So this is really a dream come true and I really look forward to my weekly shows and I'm a very open, outspoken person, very honest, unhinged, and radio, and everything. So I really look forward to delving into medicine in a way that you've never, ever um, had it before. And so this afternoon, if you want to tweet us, you can tweet us at cliffcentral.com. Um, we chat, Cliff Central. Um, we're also on Facebook at Cliff Central, Instagram, Cliff Central. Or you can call in on 0861 My name is Cindy Fansale, and I'll be with you for the next year, for the next hour. I have a very special guest in studio, and um, I don't know how many of you um, have cottoned onto the banting um, way of eating, but banting is a word that is taking the, you know, taking the world by storm. And basically, banting is a way of life, an eating plan that goes against everything you have ever learned about eating and nutrition. So I did a, a degree in physiology, so I did human physiology, and I did medicine thereafter. And the food pyramid has always been, you know, very interesting. We all know the food pyramid. Lots of carbs, lots of vegetables, very little meat, and even less fat. And so in 2010, um, Professor Tim Noakes started speaking to us about banting, started, you know, to telling people about it. And I must tell you, I was very skeptical because at the time I thought to myself, what is wrong with this man? I mean, this man had spent more than 20 years telling us about carbo-loading, carbohydrates, this, the law of running, and it seemed as if he had flip-flopped. And so I pretty much ignored, I pretty much ignored banting for all this time. Two years ago, a friend of mine called Gail Ashford mentioned it again, and I just rolled my eyes like, Gail, I'm sorry, I don't understand why Tim Noakes has changed his mind. It doesn't make sense. Until this year. So a few weeks ago, I sat down and I thought to myself, you know, I can't keep ignoring the stuff that's coming up because it's gaining momentum. Spent a weekend reading about um, banting, listening to podcasts. I went back to my medical textbooks. I pulled out my physiology textbook from, from 1997. And you know what? Banting is correct. So it has taken a lot of courage for Prof. Tim Noakes to come out and say that he was wrong and that what he had been teaching all this time was wrong. And now he's got something, he's, you know, he's learned something else and now he wants to correct his mistakes. It took a lot for me to work my head around that, you know, because, you know, anyone that knows the medical fraternity will tell you that professors are never wrong. If they say the sky is red, the sky is red, even though it's blue. It took a lot for me to accept that we had been taught something that isn't entirely correct and that it has had profound, a profound impact on what we eat, how we eat, and obviously obesity. So in studio, I have a very special guest. Her name is Sharon Van Vick. And Sharon 
for me is my inspiration for painting. So I was Googling painting. I was looking up images and a picture of her came up and her, her journey has been blogged and she's got, she's, she'll tell you about her blog. But basically, if you go and you type in hashtag fat to fab, you will see photos of Sharon. You'll hear her, you'll read about her story. You'll see her, the pictures and she is a remarkable story. She is, she is, you know, the reason why we should all be painting. And so I'm going to hand over to Sharon. And um, yeah, Sharon, thank you so much for joining us on this yeah on this great afternoon. <laughs> Hi, Cindy. Thank you so much for having me here. It's really an honor, and I'm very excited to share my story and my journey with everyone. Hmm, and it's important that we hear your story because I think your story is a typical story in that you you were you were a typical yo-yo diet. And I think just Absolutely. talk us through that from 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 when you were young, you weren't always fat. No. You were you were always slim, and then things happened. And just talk yes. us through that because I think a lot of people can relate to that life. I've always been a chubby girl, by the way. I was born <laughs> fat. I've always been fat. So I've never been thin. So it's always interesting to me to meet people who are who go from thin then fat then thin then fat and, and just that whole the emotions around that um i yeah like you mentioned i've never ha- i never had a weight problem as a, a child or as a young adult mm. i really um was healthy i was very fit um and then in my early 20s i got married yeah for the first time okay and um it wasn't a very happy marriage and i think that's pretty much where my unhealthy relationship with food started okay where um i medicated myself with food i made myself happy with food i comforted myself with food and i hid behind um my body which i hated yeah i hated my body and over the course of the two years that I was married to my ex-husband, uh, my weight ballooned. I went from 70 kilos to 100 kilos. Oh, that's a lot. And um, then when I left him, I did lose some of the weight. I probably went back down to about 90 kilos, yeah. 85, 90 kilos. And then a few years later, I met the love of my life, yeah. my current husband, and we got married. And... Um, I fell pregnant on honeymoon. It wasn't a planned pregnancy. It was mm. just one of those things that happened. That happened. <laughs> and um, we came back from honeymoon. It was all exciting. We were back just a f- six weeks, and we found that I was pregnant, and then I had my first mi- miscarriage. Oh, that's and devastating. It was devastating. And what followed was seven years of recurrent miscarriages and uh, lots of fertility treatment. I've had five mm. IVFs. I've had multiple surgeries, tests. And um, yo-yo dieting mm. because you go on, on, on all the medication and all the hormones, so you balloon and you're on cortisone, so your weight goes up and mm. up and up, so then you try to diet. And I just found that with every diet that I went on, I, I was always hungry. I was always obsessing about food, yeah. especially the wrong foods. And um, it was only a matter of time before I would spectacularly fall off the diet wagon and not be able to continue and I wouldn't be able to pick myself back up after that after that and I would land I would lose five kilos over three or four months and then I would land up gaining that and then some more oh so yeah it's been from my mid-20s I'm 42 now so from my mid-20s I have struggled with my weight and literally just every year just gotten fatter and fatter and fatter and it wasn't from a lack of trying and at your heaviest how much did you weigh my heaviest, I think, was on the 6th of January this year when I started my Fat to Fab journey. Yeah. I weighed 118 kilos. Okay. And you knew, you knew that something had to change. Uh, yes. I mean, I, I'd known for a long time, but I didn't know what to do. And I felt defeated by it because yeah. I had tried. Mm. I, I wasn't just 
sitting in a chair stuffing my face every day. I had tried. And this is the journey of, of, of overweight and people that people don't always know. So it's easy to judge an overweight person yes. when you see them, you know, in a shopping mall or whatever it is. But you don't know the struggles. You don't know what they're going through behind Absolutely. closed doors. So we always judge. Oh, look how fat she is, and she's reaching out for a donut. You don't know what she's going through. And, and you know, the thing is, Cindy. Also, as a as a fat person myself, I did that. Yeah, you judge other. I other would judge other fat people. Yeah. And my own internal dialogue was, "I'm such a fat, lazy pig." Yeah. And, and why would anyone want to look at me? Why would anyone want to strike up a conversation with me? Yeah. Um, it affected every area of my life. But what happened on the sixth of on the sixth of, of of January? It it was a long time coming. Yeah. Um. It wasn't. The sixth of January was just a date that we'd set with some friends. Okay. Um, so you had a you had a target. You're like, okay, guys. We're going to go through Christmas, we're going to go through New yes. Year's, but on this date, this yes. is when our lives change. My husband and I have um, best friends, yes. Elise and Stian, and um, Elise really, really inspired me. Uh, she has a younger sister that has congenital kidney disease, mm-hmm. um, and she's been on dialysis for the last few years and was pretty much told that she was going to die, and she was going to die soon if she didn't get a kidney transplant. Okay. And um, obviously... you. As a doctor, you would know how difficult it is to find the a matching. It's the yeah, it, it, it has to be extremely a, a perfect difficult. match. Yes. It is. I mean, there's people on waiting lists. There yes. are people that die waiting for yes. a kidney. Well, that was pretty much what was going to happen yes. with Amanda. She was going to die waiting for somebody to donate a kidney, and Elise just felt this was something she wanted to do. She wanted sister. to give her kidney to her sister. Oh wow! And um, she was turned down. They said her BMI was too high. They um, did all sorts of tests on her. Um, her insulin was a problem when they didn't. They did an internal body scan. Yeah. There was too much fatty tissue around her internal organs, and they turned her down. I mean, the, the surgery to harvest the kidney from Elise would have been life-threatening. Absolutely. So you couldn't. You know, there was no point in risking. Absolutely. And, you know, because obesity, when it comes to surgery, comes with its own set of complications. Absolutely. Everything is just yes. that much more difficult yes. if you're obese and you go for surgery. So. She um, started dieting because she was absolutely determined that she was going to save her sister and she was going to give her a kidney. And she lost a few kilos and um, they went back and they retested, but they still turned her down because they said there was still too much, even though she'd lost some weight, there was still too much fatty tissue around her internal organs. Okay. Especially around, specifically around her liver. It did not look good and there was Mm. a shade on the liver and they weren't happy with that and they weren't prepared to do it. And then her husband heard a radio interview with um, Prof Noakes. Yeah. And he came home and told her about it. And uh, he also has health issues that are related to um, uh, to obesity yeah. as well. And um, he really encouraged her to look into it more and to do some research and to go and read up on it. And they decided to give it a try. And six months later... Elise was approved as a kidney donor, and it's about a year and a half now. Yeah. In, f- in fact, I think in March... Uh, 2015, it's two years since she donated her kidney to her sister. And, and Amanda is her, alive and, and well. And Amanda is alive and well and has a clean bill of health. And Elise looks amazing. She I, looks hot. I'm going, she to looks post, I'll, I'll, I'm going to post a picture on, on, on Facebook and I'll tag Cliff, um, Twitter and I'll tag Cliff Central so you can see the remarkable journey that Elise has walked yes. from, from being fat to being fabulous. And in her case, she went a step further and saved her sister's life. Absolutely. That is remarkable. Yes, and she really... I was just so absolutely inspired in awe of of what she'd done and the journey that she'd been on and how amazing she looked, how her life had turned around. Yeah. It affected every 
aspect of her life changed when and she started banting. And you do realize, Sharon, that um, the way the banting revolution is going to spread is actually through stories like these. Yes. Because I don't, I don't think that the medical fraternity is actually ready for this. I think yes. there are people that are not not ever going to ch- change their minds about this, and it's okay. But we we can't argue. I can't argue with your photographs. I've, I saw yes, your pictures, absolutely. And for me, that was a turning point as well. I mm. thought to myself, "This can't be." Then I saw Elisa's photos, and I thought to myself, "No way." Yes, you know. And my journey with ovaries. I mean, I've got polycystic ovarian syndrome, so I struggled with infertility, and I've struggled with insulin resistance, mm-hmm. and I had a miscarriage in March. And that was just, you know, from then a lot of things changed after yes. that. And I'm, I'm wanting to have one more child. I have two gorgeous children. I want to have one more. And I realized, I realized that, you know what? I need to lose weight before I fall pregnant yes. again. And, and that was my, that, that's what, that's, that's what's happening with me. And I think having started the painting, it's something I can maintain for the rest of my life. I don't want to go back to eating the way I used to yeah, eat. Well, th- that's been the most astounding thing for me is that with every diet that I've tried, it wasn't sustainable. Exactly. And everyone says, well, how can banting be sustainable? Because you can't have sugar, you can't have bread, you can't have potatoes, you can't have pasta, you can't have carbs. Mm. But it, the food is so delicious. Mm. It is so um, filling. Mm. It's so satisfying that it has just been completely sustainable. I mean, on the 6th of January, it'll have been a year since I started banting. Well, it sounds expensive. I think a lot of the, a lot of the things that people keep asking me is, like, it, is it going to cost them money? Because, I mean, I was on a low GI eating plan, so you had to buy low GI bread and yes. low GI this, and that's quite expensive. So I think let's just, let's just talk through what banting is. I think you just you just break it down for us and tell us what banting is and how um, it has affected your budget yes. and just how your lives have changed in terms of how you eat and what you eat. Well, the biggest, banting basically is, it stands for low carb, high fat diet. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing for me was changing my mindset because obviously we've all grown up in the, the low fat uh, eating plan where everyone tells you it must be low fat, low fat bre- uh, milks, low fat proteins. Yeah. And you know, you look at all your, your products that, that you purchase and they're all low fat. What people don't realize when you go and when you learn more about banting and you go and you read your food labels, yeah. low fat often means high in sugar. And high in sodium. And high in sodium, which is really not helping you if you have a weight problem, and especially if you're insulin resistant, which I am. Oh, so you're also insulin yes. resistant. I, I was diagnosed with insulin resistance when we were going through all of our fertility treatments. Okay, and that was me as well. Yeah. Um, so those foods were never going to heal me. They were never going to help me. They were never going to do anything for my weight. If anything, they were just exacerbating my insulin problem, which mm. has a knock-on effect on everything else. Yeah. Um, so the biggest thing for me was getting my head around the fact that it was okay to eat fat okay, and to stop looking for low fat products and yeah. to eat the full fat version of whatever I could get. Yeah. Um, and it did have an impact on, on our grocery budget. Yeah. Um, definitely because obviously you, you're eating clean, so you're not eating any processed foods. Mm. Everything must be natural and from the source and fresh. Um, but on the flip side... Because we stopped eating takeaways and we stopped popping to the garage for a chocolate or for a Coke at 10 o'clock at night, yeah. it, it sort of all balances itself out at the end of the day. And I can't really say between my husband and I and what we were spending on those treats and on lunches yeah. for work. And takeaways, yeah. Absolutely. I, I mean, it really has balanced out. And I can't say that we're spending any more than what we were Two years ago, and and I mean I know you you told me earlier on that you carry lunch to work. You now yes. carry food to work. Absolutely. Um, for me, the key to successful banting is planning. 
Yeah. So I don't just willy-nilly go into the stores and, and grab things off the shelves. I plan my meals like each Monday. Monday is my grocery day. Monday after work, I go to the shops and I go and do my grocery shopping mm. for the week. So we, I think about what I'm, it is that I'm going to make for the week and I go and I get those ingredients and whatever I cook for supper that night, I always make extra. And then Walter and I, we, we take that for lunch the following day. Yeah. And then that also stops me from making bad food choices when I'm at work. Yeah. Because you, you have only one hour lunch break and you've got to pop out quickly to go and get something to eat. Of course, the easiest thing is to go through a McDonald's drive through and just or, get a, a, you know, a, a, a yeah, meal. Yes. Yeah. And I think as well with the, with, so with the food choices that, I mean, I know with the food choices that I'm making, it, it has become very easy for me. I mean, cutting out carbs, um, was not difficult. I still, I still like sweet potato and butternut. So I, I, I have that once in a while. The hardest thing for me has been Oros. Mm-hmm. I'm addicted to Oros, Sharon. And I love it. I used to buy a five liter on a weekly basis. So I've cut down. I drink Oros once a day and some days I won't have any. Um, what was the hardest thing for you to give up? Um, Sugar in general. Okay. I, I'm also an absolute, or, or I was also an absolute Oros addict. My husband and I would go through <laughs> two five, five liters liter. a week yeah. between the two of us. Um, but yeah, the sugar was definitely hard for me. Also, was an absolute chocoholic. Couldn't go through the day without having. So you'd have a chocolate every day, just about every single day. Wow. And cheese calls. Oh, I loved cheese calls. <laughs> <laughs> so those were those were the hardest things. Um, to give up, but in saying that it wasn't as hard as I expected it was going to be. It um it was very difficult for like the first two or three weeks. Yeah. Um but it really is like an addiction. So what have you done to your fridge? Like what okay, first of all, okay, I'll tell you what I've done. I gave away stuff. I was yes. like, you know what, this can't be of a cup yeah. anymore and I gave things away. I, I know there's a homeless man that came to our, a gate the other day and I just went to my cupboard and I took out all the things that I know I can't eat. Yes. So how did you, how did you sort that out? How did you fix your fridge? How did you fix your cupboards? I also literally went through my fridge and my cupboard and took out everything that I knew we couldn't eat, read all the food labels and yeah. I gave it away, got rid of it, mm. gave it away. Um, I mean, now with it having been Christmas. Yeah. How was that? How did you survive? It was I really cheated. tough. Sorry. I cheated. On the 24th, I, I had custard and apple crumble. Mm-hmm. I have to tell you, it was delicious. But I'm back to normal now. I'm, I'm back. <laughs> what did you have? Well, well, my mother-in-law treated us to a massive batch of beautiful, um, homemade butter biscuits oh, that are packed word. with sugar. And I was convinced I wasn't going to eat them and I was only going to give them to my girls, but I couldn't resist because I told you my, 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 Your weakness. my weakness is, uh, baked goods. Okay. I miss baked goods. I love baked goods. If I dream about eating something bad, it's a donut. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, but we're going to go for a song. When we come back, um, I wanted to talk about how people have re- how people react to you now and how they used to react to you before you lost the weight. I think that's something that's important, something we can, yeah, we need to talk about it. Yeah. Yo, Mr. Bully, help me please. I'm flesh and blood. Accept me please. Great. So Sharon, um, yeah, we've come back and we, I want to speak about how your blog started. What, uh, how did that begin? Well, I, I mean, I was an infertility blogger first and foremost. I've been blogging since 2008. And then, um, yeah, I blogged my infertility journey. It became a gr- great cathartic experience for me to 
just release some of my emotion and negative energy and everything that I was feeling. And I got a lot of support mm, online. Online. Um, and so when my daughters are adopted, and when they were placed with me, my blog sort of morphed from being an infertility blog to being an, an adoption and parenting blog. And just that whole journey, the emotions yes. around that, waiting for a baby. Yes. Oh, that's a story for another day. We <laughs> need to get you back, Sharon. Um, and then at the beginning of this year, I started sharing online on my social media platforms that I was banting. Or I was going to try banting and I was going to try and kick the fat. And I got a lot of very negative very angry, nasty, and aggressive reactions from people. That's shocking. And I was really, really surprised. Mm. Um, I mean, I know banting is controversial. I know not everyone understands it all. And it's not for everyone either. No, I think it's this not. is something I've, go- I've, I've, I've gone to great lengths to explain that banting is not for everybody. So for people like me who are overweight, yes. who are insulin resistant, who are pre-diabetic, we need to bant. Yeah, absolutely. And, it, you know, if you're slim and you don't have any health problems, then there's absolutely no reason why you should be worried about cutting out your carbs and worrying about your insulin levels and, and your blood pressure and everything else. So yeah, I was just really surprised by um, the negative reaction I got from people. But my husband will tell you my nickname is Determined. <laughs> and um, I am a very determined person. Mm. And all that that negativeness did for me was make me more determined. I will show you. And you were determined to and succeed. I was determined to succeed because I've always said the best revenge is success. Mm, that's so awesome. Yeah. And so I started blogging my fat to fab journey on my blog and I, w- I was determined to be open and honest mm. I shared my opening weight even though I mean it was hugely embarrassing for me yeah I put the photos up I did monthly um, updates comparison photos of yeah. how I was tracking my journey I shared how I was feeling and how sick you were at the beginning I was in the beginning I mean I, I think that's I mean I also went through I also had that initial what they call the carb flu yes. so you, you stop taking carbs and you just start feeling really sick I had a very metallic taste in my mouth yes. and it turned out for me that I wasn't taking in enough salt yes. because I stopped eating processed foods yes. my salt intake dropped it plummeted literally that that um, I experienced all of that as well I, I had dizziness the cramp I had leg cramps. Um, I, my legs felt like lead. I was tired. My body was my body was exhausted. Yeah. Um, I had aching joints, and that lasted quite a few weeks. Yeah, and it is normal. I mean, most people that start banting will experience carb flu on yeah. some level. And then I just I kept pushing through because the most astounding thing was in the first month that I banted. Yeah, when I felt my sickest. I lost nine kilos in the first month. Yeah. I have never, never on whatever eating plan, diet club, dietitian I'd been to, I had never lost had that, re- that results like that. So I was just determined that no matter how bad I felt, I was going, going to, to carry continue. on. And that's exactly where I am, Sharon, because I've lost five kilograms. Yes. And I'm encouraged. And I mean, yes, you're right. You do feel bad sometimes. Yes. And in, for me, because in the first five days, I was really upside down, but I'm getting better and yes. better. And for me, um, I'm excited about about being healthy. I want to be alive for my children. My mom died last year. Everyone knows that. Yes. And I want to be alive for my kids. I don't want to die before before my time. Absolutely. And, I hear that. Yeah. And something else I've always wondered, and I'll, I'm saying this because I've I've seen how the, you know Jennifer Hudson. Yes. Jennifer Hudson went from being fat to being thin. Yes. So when she was fat, she wore. Like, you know, nice clothes. I liked her clothes. When she got thin, she turned into this vixen. So I've always, I've always thought to myself, 
does it mean that there's in, in every fat girl there's like a vixen waiting to there's a to gorgeous leave. woman waiting <laughs> to jump out? And yes. I put you, I loved her more when she was chubby. I don't like her now. Yes. I liked her before. So for you, I mean, and you and you've really literally gone from fat to fab. How have people changed in the way that they interact with you or react to you? And uh, what, what has been the biggest difference? What, uh, you, know, you know, I work in sales and marketing, so I'm working with people. All day, every day, yeah. on the phones, meeting people, going to meetings, going on business trips. And um, I have noticed a change in the way that people relate to me, mm-hmm. um, especially men. <laughs> are they what are they ogling or <laughs> they're, they're, they're more playful with me than what they were before. But really? I don't. But I, I must say, I don't necessarily think it's. Their reaction to the way that I look, I think it's to the way that I portray myself now because okay. I feel so much more confident. Okay, I hear you. Um, and I, um, I'm, f- I'm more willing to strike up a conversation with a new client and have a chat. And I am just so much more confident within myself yeah. that I think the rest of the world has changed how they relate to me yeah. because of, of how different I am. Okay. And, but you haven't lost any friends. I mean, you, you, no. s- you still have your circular friends, even supportive yes. and so on. My friends have been amazing. I wouldn't have been able to do it without them. And um, I think the other thing I wanted to know was about your clothes. Because mm-hmm. uh, I, 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 I was hoping you'd bring a piece of clothing that we could like like stretch out and show how much weight you've lost. But I know you gave all your clothes away. Yes. And how was that? How was the shopping going out? And, you know, it's quite a weird experience. Yeah. Um, I think my mind is still taking some time to catch up. Yeah. Um. Because when I go shopping now, I hate trying on clothes in the shops. I've I hate always it. hated it, yeah. So I'm, I'm the type of person, I'll see some, I know what I like, I'll see what I like, and I will take it. take it, and then I get home, and I land up now having to go back three times to change it, because mm. I keep buying clothes that are too big for me. Oh, because you, oh, cause Cause you I, haven't... Yeah, my mind is not there yet. Okay, so what size are you now? I'm a 14. One four? Yes. And what were you before? A 22. Okay, so you've really, yeah. really come down. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's a there's a photo on my Instagram feed of my husband and I wearing my pajama pants together. I was hoping you'd bring those <laughs> pants to the show, but I know you gave your clothes away. I gave everything away. I never, I, I, I never want to go back. I'm terrified of going back. Of feeling the way that I did when I was so overweight with all my health issues and yeah. you know all the issues that I didn't even know were issues. Yeah. Until I started losing the weight. And, so. that's what, and that's what's spurring me on. I think when people keep asking me, why am I doing this? It's because I feel so different, yes. Sharon. I can't articulate it enough. I feel alive. So I went back to gym. I, I, I ran away from my, from my personal <laughs> trainer. I, I ran away from my personal trainer. And um, for four months, I was, I was away. And then I thought to myself, after the banting began, after losing five kilos, I'm like, you know what? I can do this. So I went back to him and I saw him. He said, I saw him today. And he's shocked because he did all the measurements. Yes. And I've lost a lot of centimeters yes. in fact. And he can't understand how because I wasn't coming to gym. So I told him about banting. He wants me to speak to other people about it. But the interesting thing is that today we did our, we did legs. And, oh, my goodness, he had me on those machines. And I wasn't complaining, Sharon. So I yes. did legs. Without, he kept asking me, Cindy, are you fine? I'm like, yes, I'm fine. I did the legs. I did the sit-ups. I did abs. I did everything without complaining. I have more energy. Yes. And that, for me, is the most amazing thing, especially because of my depression last year. I'm happy to be energetic again. Yes. No, and, you know, the, the amazing thing for me was the changes that I noticed. And there were changes that came on quite rapidly. Yeah. Um, the changes in my energy level, um, 
my feet stopped hurting. I always had sore feet. Me too. I, and I and the reason that I always had sore feet is because when I, I flat feet, yes. I could only wear green cross. If I couldn't get, wear green cross shoes, just even standing for an hour yes. was painful. My feet hurt. My knees hurt. Mm. My back hurt. Mm. I've battled with IBS for years. I've irritable had, bowel syndrome. Yes, yeah. I've had um, insomnia for years, and now things have and changed. it just went away. It just went away. And so if you were to talk someone through <clears throat> starting with banking and just what, what, where, where would they begin? Where's a good, where's a good place to start? The Real Mill Revolution. Okay. So that's a book by Prof. Tim Noakes. Yes. Okay. That's a book of the red cover. Yes. Okay. And, and what, like, what, what can they expect? Like if someone was to think, I've, I really love what Sharon is saying, I'm going to start this thing tomorrow morning. What should they do first? They should get the book. They should read the book because yeah. it um, it has a great explanation into why banting works, how banting works, the medical effects of banting on on your body. Yeah. But it's explained in a in a layman way, so everyone can understand it, and it just makes sense. They also have lots of recipes in there, so yeah, that, know, that helps as well. Which does help because in the beginning you think, oh my gosh, I must eat low carb, high fat, but like what? But what? How? How? Exactly. Like, and then obviously go online. Yeah. There are. I've joined the Facebook group. I'm going to join the. I'm going to join other groups. As well. Yes. I know you're going to recommend some some groups for for us. There to are. Join. There's about four different um, banting and low carb, high fat Facebook groups that you can join, mm. where you can go online and ask questions, get support, um, get advice because people are very lost in the beginning. It is a hard thing to get your head around and yeah. to understand and. To change your whole mindset about the, how you thought about food previously. Yeah. And I see, I mean, I see daily, um, people posting into the, the Facebook groups that are new to banting. Yeah. I see them posting things like, oh, is this allowed? And it's a photo of a Diet Coke. And they yeah. don't understand why they, they haven't can't actually have gone it through the book. Because bank. they don't understand the, the science behind why you can't have a Diet Coke, why, even though yeah. it says Diet Coke. Yes, and it's sugar free. And that's so why thing. can't they have it? Yeah. And that's the thing as well that I think people need to understand is that the banting way of eating is a lifestyle change. It's not a diet. Yes, absolutely. The word diet needs to come away mm-hmm. from there. And back to the Facebook, um, the Facebook group, I'm um, sharing the banting Nazis. Let's talk about them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, I'm a typo Nazi and I'm a grammar Nazi. On Twitter, if you make a typo or a grammar error, I will almost always correct you, but I'm, I'm starting to calm down, but I, yeah, I have issues with that. So tell me about the banting Nazis. So, yeah, there are, um, obviously we're all different. Yeah. And we all approach banting differently. And some people are just very, very strict with themselves and, and with those around them that are banting. I'm not one of them. Banting has worked for me. Um, adopting like a um, eighty twenty principle, I'm good for eighty percent of the yeah. time. But you know, I still want to enjoy my life. Yeah, I still want to enjoy evenings out with my friends. I still like a glass of wine every day. Mm-hmm. And there are those people that feel that we should just drink water and nothing else. Yeah, and and I think that's unfair to impose that that kind of strictness on on on, on people. Is you know, you make it stressful for everybody, yes. and that's what characterizes normal diets. Absolutely. You may not eat this, and yes. you may not eat that. Yes. And as I said before, this is the easiest eating plan I've ever followed. Yes. But I'm not going to now go, you know, stress myself and pull and push myself to some level. I mean, I've seen the banting Nazis, and you know, almond flour and all of that stuff. They'll. I'm sure I'll get there eventually, but for now, I'm just sticking to the basics and Absolutely. looking at what I have in my fridge and working with that. And you know, Cindy, the other thing I think that it's really important to um, point out is is a lot of people make the mistake in the beginning. I know I made that mistake in the yeah. beginning is you try to substitute 
what you would normally eat on a um, low-fat, high-carb diet, yeah. you try to substitute it with banting food. So you become obsessed with banting um, puddings and banting cakes and that sort of thing. And yeah. really, and banting bread and banting yes. this. Yeah. And yes, those are gr- are things that are they great to have as substitutes. And you know, when we entertain at home or whatever, I love my my banting almond bread and yeah. I'll make a chocolate mocha cake for you that'll knock your socks off. That's mm. banting legal. But you can't be eating those foods every day. Yeah, you can't. and 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 the, and the thing is, those foods are slightly more expensive. They than, are uh, understandably more expensive than than uh, other processed foods, and that's why I'm not going to stress myself out. No. and and leap to banting substitu- substitutes. I mean, someone someone asked me if my kids are going to bant, and I said to that person that for me. I want to first settle into this eating plan yes. and a lifestyle change. And then next year, I'll see how, yes. how I introduce the kids into it. But I'm not going to be so legalistic with my children. No. I think to, 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 to start shoving that down their throats at this age, I know what they mustn't eat. Yes. I'm happy to, to start giving them healthier options. Absolutely. But I'm not ready to, to, you know, to start. And so how are your kids coping? Well, we've, we've pretty much done the same. You know, they are still children at the end of the day and they are healthy. They don't have insulin resistance mm. or high blood pressure, whatever. Mm. So I don't want to be all banting Nazi on them. Yeah. I mean, if they go to a kid's party, I'm not going to say you can't have a sweet. Yeah. You can't drink the cream soda. I don't feel that's fair to them. Yeah. But we have, um, changed a lot of things. Within the home, okay. foods that we can control. We only eat high-fat foods. We don't eat any low-fat. Low-fat, same as so yeah, same no yeah. low-fat dairies, that, yeah. anything like that. Um, you know, they eat eggs for breakfast. Yeah, my kids as well. Uh, so we've done. We've made small changes like that. And I must say, you know, my my youngest is only she's only two in February, so she doesn't. It, for her, it's whatever I put in front of her, she'll eat it. <laughs> my older one has become very much aware. She's just turned well, she's, five. And she's seen the change yes. in her mommy. And she's seen suddenly mom and dad go running and they've lost weight. And Sharon, you're running. Yes. Oh, my word. <laughs> I ran my first half marathon this year. Oh, my word. I'm very proud. <laughs> So that's interesting because I told my trainer this morning that my goal is to run a short little race at the end of the year, you at the end of 2015. You can do it. So he was like, okay. Cause, I mean, he's heard this before. So he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> and my heart is like, you know what? I'm going to do this. So uh, I want to run a short little race. I don't, what race should I run next year in December? Oh, or? do the Soweto. It's awesome. Is it? Okay, I, I did the half, the Soweto, I did the half this and, year in and, November and it was fabulous. And you didn't I stop once. It. Of course I stopped. <laughs> But I still crossed the finish line, oh, and that's, that's all that matters. And that's the most important part. And then I burst into tears because oh. I was so relieved that I'd done it. Oh. But it was such an amazing thing because I started banting, and I was banting for a few months. Yeah. And uh, I, I mean, my friends will all tell you my favorite joke was if you see if you see me running, you better run too because something's obviously chasing me. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, one day, I just got this like, urge. I have energy. I have this urge. My body's not hurting, my feet are not sore, my back is not hurting, Your knees are fine. stomach is not sore, my, my knees are fine, I had a good night's sleep. Maybe I should go for a walk around the block. Wow. So I went out and, um, I, I mean, I, I was still, I think I was weighing about 105 kilos. Yeah. So I was very worried and I was very ne- scared initially to exercise because I was so afraid. I was so overweight. I'd give myself a heart attack if yeah. I tried. Understandably, yeah. So I waited until I really got that urge until I was still f- feeling healthier and and my body was feeling better and I went out and decided to walk around the block and while I was walking around the block this crazy thought hit me of maybe I should see if I can just jog a little bit (laughs) and so I jogged for like 20 meters and I nearly died but it felt (laughs) fabulous and so I kept trying oh that's awesome before and then I set myself a goal I want to do a park run 
Okay. I want to do a five-kilometer park run. That yeah, I see everyone blogging okay, and tweeting on Instagram. Okay, then maybe I must start with that. I must aim for a park Fabulous. run. Fabulous! It is a great way. Okay, so that's to, my to start. Okay, I'll tell my trainer on Friday. We're going to do a park run yes. before we do an, uh, a big run. Okay, great. And I did my first park run after two weeks, and I nearly died. Really? <laughs> and but just and you finished. But it, yes, I finished it. It took forty-five minutes, yeah. which is slow. But you know, I did it. And, and three weeks before, I couldn't even run down the road, and I did it. And okay, then no, the goals just, you know, everyone online has been, like, really supportive of the running and telling me how amazing it is. And then everyone was like, well, let's let's do a half mar- marathon. Let's, oh, no, first I did the Santa to Soweto. I did the 10-kilometer race there. Yeah. That my husband and I ran it as our, on our wedding anniversary oh. to say, like, well done to us. We've yeah. done so well this year. And then everyone started saying, well, do a half marathon. You can do it. It's only 21 kilometers. And I was like, no, you're crazy, you're crazy, you're crazy. And then one day I was like, oh, stuff it. I'll just, Let's I'll just do, do it. This. Let's just do it. Fine. I've signed up. Let's do it. And I almost, I mean, it was the single toughest physical challenge of my life. And I know that sounds lame to some of the super fit people out there. But, but you can from imagine, yeah. 18 I mean, kilometers, it hurt. And you carried it on. Hurt. What kept you going though? Oh, you know, um, a friend of mine ran with me. Yeah. And she's quite an experienced runner. Yeah. So she helped me set the pace and she kept saying like, okay, Shaz, there's a hill coming up. Like we're going to oh, run okay. to the bottom of the hill and then we can walk for a little bit. But if you're feeling strong, we'll run a bit more. And we got to the 18K mark and everything was sore. Everything, oh. my knees, my legs were burnt. It hurt to run. It hurt to walk. I just wanted to sit down. And then she on. she kept saying to me, it's 18 Ks. You've got three Ks to go. You cannot did. stop now. You have to do it. And a woman came jogging up next to us. And she was like, no, I'm staying with you guys because your friend's such great motivation. And this is really hard for me too. And we got chatting and she said she was a doctor. Uh-huh. And then I was like, okay, I need to run pace <laughs> with this woman because if I collapse... She'll know how to, to revive me. She'll know what to do. <laughs> I if must I need not to let her out of my sight. Oh, Sharon, that's so special. And it was so amazing because we ran the, the last three Ks and my friend Sam that was running with me, I heard her, they were running like a few paces ahead of me. Yeah. I heard her, I have no idea who this woman is. I have no idea what her name is, nothing. But I heard Sam telling her, like, Sharon's been on this amazing journey this year and she's lost like, at that stage it was 30 kilos. Yeah. And um, this is her first half marathon and this woman was like, wow, that's so inspiring and everything. And as I crossed the finish, line this woman turned around and she looked at me and she just kept saying you you have done so well you have done and i just burst into tears oh Sharon! and we flung our arms around each other the stranger that i have no idea oh that is who so she special. is and it was just yeah it was it enforced my self-belief yeah i can do anything after Nothing this year is impossible yeah i can do anything no, i'm so encouraged so, so back in the days when you were yo-yo dieting did you ever try duramine yes Sure. I had a dreadful reaction with Duramine. And I'm glad, and, and I'm glad you answered me honestly because Duramine is a prescription drug that is only for people that are morbidly obese. It's prescribed by a doctor to, to stimulate your metabolism and then, and then once you're down to a certain weight, then you can start exercising. In South Africa, Duramine is available <coughs> over the counter. Right? So they place their pharmacies, small pharmacies in the country, we can get it over the counter and people use it to get rid of their baby fats, people use it to get rid of just, you know. So I want you to tell us how rotten you felt taking Duramine. I was very sick. Yeah. My doctor prescribed it for me and um, it was 
the weirdest thing. Within a couple of days of taking it, I said to my husband, something's not Heart right. palpitations. My sweating. brain felt like it mm-hmm. was disconnected from the rest of my bright mm-hmm. body. It was like having an out It's an appetite suppressant. Very yes. potent appetite suppressant. So I wasn't hungry, which was fabulous. Mm. And I was convinced I was going to lose weight. And um, yeah, I just kept saying something's wrong. Like I mm. feel my I kept telling my husband it's the weirdest thing. It's like if I turn my head to the right, it's like my brain continues looking left, but mm. my head's facing and you, the other way. And the way. thing is, Shan, you felt sick, and it was prescribed for you, and you you needed to take it because yes. you were morbidly obese. Yes. But you can imagine people that are not, it's not prescribed for them. They're just buying these tablets. And I really want to say to people that you cannot buy Duramine. If no. you get Duramine over the counter, it is illegal. It's Take it from me Dr. Cindy Finsale Is saying this On record On the 31st of December 2014 If you get Jeremiah Over the counter mm. You are committing a crime And you could Actually be endangering Your life Well let me just tell you How my story ended Because I had a very um, Bad experience With Jeremiah We landed up I landed up Going back to the doctor Yeah Repeatedly Because I started Having such severe Vertigo Yeah That I couldn't Walk I, um, I couldn't get out of bed in the morning. I would wake up in the night screaming from the vertigo. My husband would have to help me walk to the toilet. Yeah, I know that. Um, yeah, you reacted badly. very badly. I, um, in the end, they referred me to a neurologist because yeah. I was convinced I was dying. I was convinced I had a brain. I mean, your mind goes to the worst places mm. possible. I was convinced I had a brain tumor. Um, and I landed up with a referral to a neurologist. And then the Saturday before, I was meant to see the neurologist. I, um, was so ill again. I could not get out of the bed. It, it was. I can't. Vertigo is the worst. But this is feeling. typical. So th- these are the typical symptoms that people suffer when they're taking Duramine. Well, I, even I, if it's a controlled thing, yes. you were on it controlled yes. and you were still sick. And I made my husband take me to the emergency room. I said to him, "I'm dying. You need to take me to the emergency room. I, I'm. I'm not going to make this." Yeah. And a doctor there treated me, and he asked me if I was on any medication. And when I told him. He gave me such a fat lecture. Yeah. He explained the effect it has on the chemicals in your brain, how yeah. it changes your, your chemical makeup. Exactly. And it is highly, highly, highly addictive. Yeah. And I tried to stop it because I was feeling so bad. And that just exacerbated all the yeah, symptoms. Yeah, because you can't go cold turkey no, with Duramine. That so that's, was, that is also yes. a problem. And um, thankfully, he managed to resolve it. He says to me it can cause inflammation on the brain. Mm, it can it, cause kidney yes. kidney failure. And so he gave me all sorts of medication to go home that would take the symptoms away. Yeah. And it took about another four days. Before I, you were Before I started. To, but I'm very frightened of diet. I've never touched a diet pole since then. Yeah. I'm terrified. And I'm happy that you shared the story because people need to know. I mean, there are no shortcuts in life. No. If, you, if you need to lose weight, then you must do it properly. But you can't be taking Duramine. There are no shortcuts in life. There yes. are no shortcuts. And absolutely. Absolutely. There are no shortcuts. And just talk us through a typical day before, you know, obviously before we end the show, but talk us through a typical day. Like in the morning, what will you eat and so on? Because I think people need to know how practical this is. So what did you have like yesterday? Let's talk about, it was yesterday a normal day. Did you eat? Did you eat? Yes. Yesterday okay, what did was you pretty have? much a normal day. Okay. Um, I love full fat Greek yogurt. Yeah. Nuts. Oh, it's so yummy. It's but I'm lactose intolerant. I, I eat it once a week. Okay, no, well, I, I'm, I'm not. So <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy it as often as I can. So I had that. And I had two boiled eggs uh-huh. for breakfast. And mm-hmm. we went to friends for lunch. And I had steak on the bar. Uh-huh. And I had um, a spinach salad. So, they, so, so, so your friends know that you're banting, but yes. they just, this is normal food that's available at the braai. And I will say that my friends have been really amazing because they know I'm banting and they've seen the success and they all keep saying how proud they are of me and how amazing it is. When they invite us over, they really do try to accommodate us. I don't want to be one of those people that gets invited 
for a lunch and, and then you don't like, want to oh, eat. My word, and that's Sharon's exactly coming, and what, what are we I've been make? telling people that if I come over, please just yes. see cook what you would normally cook. It is I my will, responsibility. I will then pick out yes. what's going to work for me. Yes. Yeah. And that's what I find so easy about this eating plan. Yes, no, absolutely. So okay, so you had a piece of steak and you had a spinach steak, salad. I had spinach salad, um yeah. And then I wasn't hungry last night. That's the other thing is I find the low carb, high fat way of eating, it's very satisfying. So I don't get as, I don't need as many meals in a day as I used to wear. Previously yeah. on load your eye, you're told you have to, you have three meals a day and you have to have two snacks and I don't need that anymore. So I'm basically down on, I'm down to two meals a day. Yes. So breakfast is, is non-negotiable. I always have breakfast. Yeah. If I feel hungry, I might have lunch. So today I haven't felt hungry. I haven't had lunch. Yes. I don't, I still not, I'm not feeling hungry and I'll probably have something small at supper. Yes. So I'm literally down to two meals yes. a day. So our, our helper, Irene, she's really sweet. So she said to me, I said to Irene, are we going to, are we going to, are we going to do this? And she said to me, well, only if my tummy goes. So she says, if my stomach goes flat, yeah. she's crossing <laughs> over. So I'm like, you know what? In my heart, I'm like, I have to do this. My You're tummy has it. to go down. So that's what she said. She, 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 said, she said to me, she thinks I'm fine, but my tummy's a bit big. And if it goes flat, she will know that banting works. Don't worry. Everybody always asks me how far along I was. <laughs> oh, oh, no, Sharon. Okay, I've never had that. Oh, that's terrible. That is terrible. Yeah, no, it was very embarrassing. <laughs> and what are you doing? What are you doing tonight? Uh, we're having Elise and Stian, our best friends. Oh, okay, over. Um, we're having them over because la- this time last year, exactly a year ago, we set up our Fat to Fab challenge. It was okay, a little challenge. So it's, it's on the 31st. On the 31st, we decided we were going to do it and we each committed to paying, um, a two, it was two or three hundred rand a month into Elisa's bank account. Oh. And we were going to do monthly weigh-ins. Yeah. And um, at the end of the year, the person that had the highest, I think it was, I can't remember, the highest percentage loss towards their BMI target yes. would win all the money in the kitty. Oh, so who won? Me. Oh, <laughs> yes. What did you buy for yourself? I bought tickets to Cape Town because my husband and I are going to run a half ocean. The, the, the half, uh, the oh, half two oceans. Yeah. Marathon. Oh, that's yeah. so awesome. So we're going to Cape Town with that money. But we're seeing Elise and Stian tonight. We're having a nice banting friendly bra yeah. again because we love to bra. We love to bra. Yeah. And um, we've already decided to carry on with our Fat to Fab challenge for another year. Just because it's been such a great way to keep us all accountable and to keep banting and in the forefront of our of our minds. Yeah. I'm still not exactly where I want to be. I'd like okay. to lose another seven kilos. Okay. And um then we've decided that this year, twenty fifteen's challenge, instead of one person taking all, we're going to use it for a lovely adults weekend away, maybe to a spa or, or down to the coast, but we're gonna leave our kids at home and we're gonna go and have a great weekend. Oh that's so awesome. And alcohol? Uh, I know you have lo- you have wine occasionally, but wine. you don't drink anything else. No, uh, I, I don't. Yeah, um, I, I don't. I don't like whiskey. Okay, and um, I'm not a beer drinker. Okay, my husband, like I said, we're not banting Nazis. He does still, even though it's not technically a hundred percent banting friendly. Yeah, he does still drink um, Castle Light. Yeah, and I, know, I read something that said that beer is liquid bread, and I was like, oh, that sounds uh, so bad. Yeah, <laughs> no, if you go and you if you go and you read the beer labels of the um, Castle Light, although it's not technically banting, its carb count is low. Oh, is it? Okay, yes. I'll check that out. Not that I drink. I don't drink beer. But no, I'm, just saying, I'm a wine girl. I love my wine. Okay, and. And yeah, so before, like literally before we close, I want you to just give us a few nuggets of encouragement to, you know, whoever's listening out there who wants to start banting, who's possibly going to start it tomorrow. Just three or four things to take home that are going to encourage us. You can do it. If I can, you can. That's the number one thing. It is 
a revolutionary way to live. It'll change everything about your life and your Including health Including your and sex your life. Take it from Absolutely. me. Even your yes. sex life changes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get caught up in um, being a banting Nazi. Yeah. Just keep it simple. You know, I've taken a very pragmatic mm-hmm. approach, we, approach yeah. to our eating. Keep your, your meal simple. Stop looking for su- sugar substitutes. Forget. I bought xylitol the other day, you know, Sharon. And, can, no, and I use xylitol as well. If yeah. I'm, but try and learn to drink your coffee without it. You don't need it. I haven't You're, used it. I just, I just bought it because I thought to myself, well, you know, one day I might feel like stirring something into my yeah. coffee. Uh, well, I use xylitol if I, if I, um, do some banting baking. Yeah. But again, that's something I do once a month. It's not something that needs to happen every day. And okay. I think that's the biggest mistake that new banters make is that they try to carry on living like they have and, and eating like they have been all along. But it's just banting but, foods. But banting foods. And, okay. and, and you know, it does still have an impact. It is, if you try, if you're banting to lose weight, yeah. it is going to slow your weight loss down. Okay. I've seen it with my, in myself. Oh, okay. When, when you're I still stopped, starting out. When I stopped with all the, the banting cakes and the banting, you know, Treats and the banting ice creams and everything, my weight loss did speed up. Okay. And what else are you going to tell us? Like the last thing. Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> you can do it. Well, and that's the most important thing. Yes. I think for me, I'm just, I'm totally overwhelmed. First of all, that I got hold of you and I got to meet you and that you actually Thank came you. onto the show because your pictures are inspiring me. So everyone in my house has seen your photos. Actually, everyone that I've spoken to has seen your photos. So everyone knows who you are. Everyone in my, my family. My entire office is even banting just after seeing my photos. Yeah. So everyone in my life knows who you are. So thank you so much for sharing your story. And um, I will have you back on the show. I think your story about um, your infertility, um, the journey with infertility, that's a story for another day, which is a very important story because there are a lot of women yes. and a lot of um, men, a lot of couples yes. who are struggling with infertility. And the strain that it puts on a relationship and a marriage oh, I'd love is, un- is love untold. To and I, I went through it for four years. We were four years without a child and everyone's like okay what's going on so we'll have you back on the show you know next year sometime to discuss that but um thank you so much sharon thank, thank you. you for being thank here you and you look me. fantabulous thank you thank you <laughs> thank you so much